Welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. Today, we have a sponsor. It's called Facebook Lockins. Don't ever use it. So I think that's probably the biggest headline of the week. <laughs> that Facebook users still aren't able to log in. As of recording time, at least. Yeah. It's going to need to be a pretty intensive compensation at this point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Luckily, I think all of us were sensible and distanced ourselves from Facebook as much as possible at the earliest opportunity. Oh yeah. Did you? Yep. Guys? Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good. I am I uh, think... Google as well. Yeah, I think I waited until the FFB equip inventory export worked for Google and then swapped. Oh, that's smart. What did it for me? See, now everyone who stayed on Facebook will regret it. Anyway, we do actually have quite a few units this week that some of the player base can't see yet. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to miss out on daily shard dungeons too, by the way. That's just massive. They'll have to work out how to compensate a lot of different things. Or maybe they just won't. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. This will probably all be over by the time anyone actually hears this, but it will. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of it's kind of strange that it's it's like still not fixed. Like I, yeah. I figured that this is the kind of thing that they like get you know all hands on deck fixed within two hours or something. But it's well, it's it's still I'm, going. I'm assuming because of the circumstances and whatnot that this might be caused on Facebook's end, and so they might not actually be able to do all that much on their own to fix it. Makes sense. Probably true. Yeah, especially with how many times Facebook changes have broken the inventory export. Equip side. Yeah, so the new units, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, we'll get to them eventually. They are somewhat anticipated, mostly for one particular piece of equipment. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of anticlimactic now, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. But anyway, we've, we've got a new New Guardian Titus, mm-hmm. who is a unit attached to the STMR people want. <laughs> but I know he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, but he didn't get the buffs that people wanted, so that's the problem. No. disappointment. No, he has come packaged as is, which is sort of what we expect from most JP units these days. But I think since I put it best, like, he was a premium unit in JP, and most of the premium units got like a nice treatment over here in GL. So I think it was kind of reasonable to expect it, but yeah, you're right. That it happened. Well, there is some like historical precedent because... Yuna didn't get any buffs despite needing them on her release, and I don't think Oren got anything either. That is true, and Oren didn't need it, didn't he? Uh, um, kind of could have used it. He wasn't amazing. He 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 could have, but but Titus, um, like on the one hand, people people say he he needed buffs and all because he's just not global exclusive, and he has a JP unit with you know the usual JP unit problems and all, but mm-hmm. um. The thing is, uh, Titus is actually, at the current time, like either our number one or very close to the number yeah. one burster in Dark Vision's content. So he doesn't, it's, like technically speaking, yeah. he didn't need a buff. Like Dark yeah, Rain what, was was horrible and all. So he like needed it. But yeah, what, what he's lacking is not so much power, but versatility. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this unit. He's a brave shifting, or is he a trans shifting? He's a brave shifting unit. That has... shift, it's it's roll shift, but not true shift. So 
you can stay in shift form as long as you like, but there's cooldowns on swapping between forms. It's quite old style. Yeah, it, it feels really old. But um, one of them is a throwing weapon form, where you need to throw, well, it's best, best in slot is an event throwing weapon. And I think it's base form is the one that did big, thick water damage. Yeah, well, both of them have big water-locked LB burst. But yeah, just with different weapon imperils. So he, he can really use either one in either form. Just depends which LB you're working around. Because like the shift one, you've got a stack. But the base one, you've got to like buff with a cooldown and it has awkward frames. So it's sort of pick your poison. Yep. Um, and both of them also have to work around the mod boost in the shift form only. The skill one gives plus 100. But it gets up to pretty good mods like yours getting 400, 430, and then plus another 100 in that first five turns with his own STMR, which is, I think, the highest non-morale mods we've seen so far. He's such a bland unit, that's my issue. Like, if you like Titus, like, fine. But and this is why I kind of want to click today, but I, I, don't, I couldn't get him, I think. But, like, Click was super excited about Titus. Like, he is, like, up to the wall excited. I'm not that excited about FF10. I like FF10 just like any other bloke. I think since I was talking about this Newsday video, but like I don't have that attachment to it, so this is just another boring JP unit, which is kind of sad. I mean, it's it's a tiny bit above the standard of normal JP units because he's got like some AOE water imbue with weak amps, and his chaining skills are like decent elementless sustained damage, which saw a decent amount of use in the JP Trials from Sins and stuff. Is this decent chaining the quick, uh, the bolting strike one? No, Please don't. Stardust Ray. Stardust That's Ray. my issue. I fucking hate Stardust Ray. <laughs> it's just a global problem. Like, I don't understand why they don't fix it, because Stardust Ray is fine on JP. Global did something with, like, the recast stuff at some point, and they never fix it on Stardust Ray. And it's it's like a nightmare to chain on Stardust Ray, but it's it's like super easy to chain in JP. I can chain it like almost every time manually, no problem at all. Um, if they don't fix Stardust Ray, they should just switch it to BS by this point. <laughs> Everything's BS. That <laughs> yeah, would be better. It is easier on BS. You're, you're right, Shadow. There is a lot of BS in this game. Uh, <laughs> I walked into that one. Um, so everyone was excited about his STMR. Could somebody explain about his STMR other than his ridiculous attack and HP stat? I mean, the, the very the important thing on it is for the first five turns of battle, it will do an autocast that gives a plus 100 mod to any LBs that do physical damage or physical damage with consecutive increase, so a stacking mod. So it won't affect anything that is morale scaling, anything that has damage against a specific race, or anything with defense ignore as well as weird like stuff that scales with other stats, even if it's physical attack. So it's quite limited in what it will affect, but on the ones it does, it's a very strong boost for those first five turns. So who needs this? I know Titus probably wants this. Aaron wants this. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like the previous era of top damage dealers from JP need it, like Sephiroth, Tifa, Knights of Grandshout, they would all want it. Oh yeah, Knights of Grandshout or something. Yeah, but like a lot of the global exclusive don't especially need it. Like um, Chizuru and Esther are both morale scaling, so it won't affect them. Um, Wilk can single dip on his shift LB, 
but it is very awkward to get him fully stacked by turn five to actually benefit from it. So that's a bit of an awkward one. But yeah, a lot Anything of the add, older JP ones. Um, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, future units, not many units really care about it either. Um, that I can think of. There, there might be one or two, but for the most part, um, the only one like upcoming I could think that really cares about it is like Zidane, assuming we get his upgrades, which is, you know, we may or may not. Yeah, they're crowned, um, so it's a bit questionable. Mm-hmm. So other than that, um, you know, tons and tons of old units that no one cares about anymore would get a huge boost from this, but we don't care about them anymore. So yeah, it's like, you know, Auron, uh Knight's Grandshout, Sky, Wilk, and that basically it. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Titus himself. I think it seems like to me with both JP stuff and a lot of the more recent global exclusives who are actually relevant, they've been very careful to not let anyone double dip on it, i.e. Mm. like two components that are both affected by the boost. That's what I've noticed, yeah. But yeah, I think I found like one or two really old envies that would technically double dip, like I think Awakened Dragon Axstar could. But and get oh. plus two hundred, but like they're so outdated that it's not enough to make <laughs> them good. They just don't STM, have the impact that. STMR is also really really good. I mean, two years ago this would have been an STMR, I think, or three years ago, but a few years ago this would definitely yeah. have been an STMR. Um, yeah. Pretty good, I guess. It's it's like not super special, but at, there will be times where it is like a nice efficient slot to like work out some awkward numbers especially if you're forcing tdh that's what that's the scenario that i imagine this would be super useful oh yeah i guess so and even then like there's like two sources of 200 percent that you could use oh yeah there's um there's one unit for titus stmr that uh i guess i could kind of sort of put this like misconception to bed and people talk about Sky's base form LB because it does double dip. It does get 200% modifier. And she does auto berserk on her base form LB. Um, while it's an okay, like, turn one damage, uh, like, in terms of total damage, it's pretty terrible. Um, it's, it's very low compared to, like, our top bursters, even with the whole Titus STMR in the base form. So Yeah, it still only brings it to, like, 330. And the berserk attack boost it actually has on it is really small compared to the ones you see on like Carson and Wilk. Mm -hmm. They have like 500 and she only has 150. And her base stats yeah. are pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, with the intrinsic it's not quite so bad but um, but yeah I guess it's an alright OTK option but it's yeah it's not amazing. Doesn't Balthier's base form kind of benefit from this quite a bit? No. 280? No. Um, well, it's it goes from three sixty to four sixty with his okay. cooldown buff that he actually wants to use, but that's still just average. Gotcha. Okay. Because like um, Knights of Grand Shelt goes up to five fifty with this, which is all right. I th I think that's with Tiva Spirit as well, but um, but yeah, like just as a comparison point, and that doesn't make him top tier by any means, so. Yeah, so really, like, the recommendation I would say is for people that are seriously try-hard about Clash of Wills, you're going to want one of these for Sky. It is absolutely great on Sky and Clash of Wills. Um, about a 10% damage gain, which is not the biggest, but it is still, you know, if you care about Clash of Wills, it is a gain. For Dark Visions, obviously you have to have Titus anyway, so you're going to get it regardless. But um, And you'll want a few copies for Dark Visions, quite possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah, because stuff like Sky's Shift LB still single dips on it. 
But um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it it's like I wouldn't. It doesn't feel massively game changing with the way our meta is, but it's still very very solid in quite a few situations. Certainly, I think you will be happy for any Titus copies you see off banner and will STMR Moogle most of them. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the thing about JP units. I think by this point, we're not looking to pull for them. We're just looking to not be sad when we get them off banner. So what about you two? Did, did, did either of you pull for Titus? No. I, I used like four tickets. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even try. Nice. I, I, I don't I, think I've gotten any envies post-maintenance that weren't guaranteed. Oof. I used some tickets. I got one copy, but I decided to walk away because, like I was saying a minute ago, um, for Clash of Wills enthusiasts, one copy is really all you need. So I got my that my you, one from tickets, you, and you I had stopped. a very a very nice three ticket shitter on there. <laughs> Dude, that was so. Oh my goodness. Okay, so anybody, anybody watch that Cesar video? Please leave a dislike. <laughs> I mean, on that, not our episode. <laughs> It was like a grand total of like twenty tickets if you combine combine the ones after the Titus. Yeah, no, you could you could have stopped there. <laughs> you could have just stopped yeah. right there, and it would have been perfectly fine. I guess he also has a card that is a premium card in mechanics, at least. I don't know quite how premium it feels, but um, yeah, it's pretty decent still. Yeah, this card was like a really big deal in JP because they don't have any Magister's gear, so having like a slot completely freed up from that was amazing. Um, but on global, like Magister's is like best in slot for mages anyway. Uh, you know the ring I'm talking about. Well, actually, pretty much all, pretty much all the gear. All, all of the clash gear. Yeah. Wait, One if JP never got Magister's, does that mean SOS Lightning's STMR was actually valuable? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, they still use that a lot. I think. Yeah, it's it's pretty much that only or Titus card. Also, Regina's STMR is like a weak version of Magister's. It's basically a Magister's ring with way worse stats. So they do have more options like, now. I think it's got like seventy magic on it, doesn't? So it's not that far behind. Mm-hmm. Do you do you, do you recall the attack on it? It's got some, but not much. I don't, but I can check quickly. Meanwhile, he does that. We could talk about Lulu. I mean, we talked so much about Titus. We should we talk about Lulu next. Okay. I, I guess work. I was just going to say with the card, like um, it's got the highest base attack of any of the cards, but because of the lower flat of 300, it usually comes out slightly worse than like Knights of Grand Shelt card for attack and also has the less LB damage and attack percent. If you, So if you don't need the chain cap, it's a bit worse. So Lulu is a carbon copy of Vaughn. Pretty much. Um, Next. <laughs> I'd, I'd actually argue she's even worse, because at least Vaughn can do his big imperil on turn one. Lulu can't. Yeah. It, it's more like it's Water Emperor with a killer instead of a Rod Imperil. That's that's the closest comparison, I would say. That's kind of sad that JP keeps sticking to these copy base units. Mm. I would, I would I love for them to stop. Yeah. I don't think there's too many more of these 160 Imperilers just released as new units like this. I think a lot of the other elements they actually rounded out with crowns and did like made awkward auto casts for them instead of just SLBs. Which that part's not so nice, but at least we don't have to sit through tons more banners of them. Mm-hmm. The only one upcoming now is Akuja, is the only one that's not like 
an yeah. old unit redone. Uh, but thankfully, Cooge is, Cooge is one, right? He is. He's light element. He also has the 35 rod in peril, same as Emperor. But the good news is Kuja is shift. Um, he is not train. Okay. He is not SLB. He's shift. And his that's, uh, that's quite nice. And his things on a three turn cooldown. So it's it's still not available on two turn three. So, but you know, even at EX zero, he has his 160 in peril and 89 break available on turn three and available every three turns with a three turn cooldown. So it's. It's a, way, it's a way better design to do this the way they did it with Kuja. I, I guess the, about Kuja end, today, the, end of, are we? the end of the series gets to be slightly more functional. Like I think in the 145 series, Yish at the end got both the weapon and peril and the killer buff instead of one or the other. Mm, yeah, that's true. It's, it's still a bit iffy. So, that, so that's Lulu's cat, breaks and water and peril. Pretty much it. Mm-hmm. She's, got a, she's, got a, she's got a really nice TMR. Oh yeah, that, that that's the main thing. Her TMR is an ex- like finally a good magic TDH accessory. We've been waiting ages for this, really. Yeah, most people quit while waiting for this shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's got a full hundred percent TDH on it and sixty flat magic, so very nice pickup for any Lulus you get. Her STMR is also pretty good. It's a hundred percent LP damage on the hundred mag uh, rope. So the problem is the LB damage is restricted to breakers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big issue. <laughs> so yeah, mages won't be able to use, like really fully use that unless they also happen to have the breaker tag. Also, it's actually the... kind of funny noticing rules wise. Lulu doesn't even have the mage tag. They're not even pretending that her damage is decent. <laughs> hey, at least they're honest. That, that, that's pretty much, pretty much how, how they've all been, though. Uh, Tulian, Edge, Vaughn, none of them have the attacker's tag. Emperor didn't have the mage tag either. Like, they're all exclusively breaker tag, yeah. which is, you know, bad. <laughs> yeah. That's it's also kind of funny. It's kind of funny, let's be honest. <laughs> um, her card's absolute dog shit, especially in the G- GL context. Compared to most of the, like, non-premium series cards from JP, it has 10 extra base magic. It's a whole 110. But yeah, it's it's basically just for... it. Would, well, it would be for her if she did damage, but because FFX doesn't really have any relevant magic scaling mages at this point, it's pretty useless. All right, so the next new unit is NVA Walker. Mm-hmm. It's gone all the way from 3-star to NV now. Yeah, think about that sort of achievement and think where you guys are in life. I'm, I'm just looking at a stat table on the wiki and it's like nine rows long or something. <laughs> um, He's dog shit. Well, I think he's, he's got like one or two uses, but like it's really for like budget stuff. Like I may he, use him on this like note. Go ahead. Uh, so just say, he's just vain, but for birds. But vain yeah. at least has those flat stats. So he oh. gets that sort of bonus on it, but Walker doesn't get those flat stats, does he? Uh, no, if you meant his like damage dealing capabilities, no, it's 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 way, way worse than Vayne. Vayne's like a damage dealer first, Walker's like a breaker first. Yeah, his main gotcha. thing is like some alright defense and spirit breaks at 87% and imperiling all elements by 120. So he's like Gil- old Gilgamesh, but with trading the chaining for like some bird killer stuff. And then the attack and magic break for slightly stronger defense and spirit break. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's a it's a very awkward kit that's not great overall. 
Did you happen to calc his damage dream? Not yet, but like it's pretty low. Like against non birds, his LB mod, his SLB mod is one sixty one, which is terrible. Hmm. And again, against non bird, his best chaining option is like two eighty quadcast, which is again really low. Hmm. And his stats are bad. So yeah, like against birds, his damage will be okay. Against anything else, it's garbage. <laughs> Makes sense. Now, awesome. if if he could quadcast the skill that his SLB unlocks, he could do tons of damage to water weak birds. But no, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't even get that one grace. Oh well. Oh well. He is a bonus unit through and through. So what happened this week also is not only do we get new NV and NVA units, we also got new crowns, which is interesting. They kind of skipped on fucking Gabroth, and they don't skip this week. I, I just ripped my hair. Why did they skip Gabroth? Oh my goodness. No uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're actually pretty good. Uh, both the crowned units, um, they're actually really relevant and yep. you know decent. Unlike you know, Mazurka's crowns and all were kind of we we didn't get her as a crown, but they were like whatever. These, um, you know, they they they're a big boost relative to where they were, but it's yeah. not so much of a boost to bring them to the point where they're top tier. Yeah, I like I wouldn't say Yuna's crowns were better than Mazurka's or anything. But... Well, Yuna. In a really unique light only scenario, might be your best option. She's like, remember how Terra used to be your yeah. best option for most people? Because well, yeah, mm. if you're heavily restricted on elements, yeah, then maybe. But well, not really. Yuna Yuna burst extremely hard. Although, if you're only considering just the crowns, it's not that great. She needs the whole package, which is the crowns from this week, the staff from next week and the mod boost item from the third week. When she gets all of those combined, she's actually a really, really heavy burster, like top top 10 or 15 on global, which is pretty good for a mage. Yeah, it, it's all right. Like, she's still, like, hard locked to light and a bit awkward to gear with evoke and stuff. Oh, but, yeah, she, 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 she definitely needs, like, you know, the high-end gear to make all this work. But, yeah, like, the 2K spirit and the bit of extra stats she got are okay. And she's a decent, like her dark amp field might be useful now, but it's 50% with the crown. That always bothered me. Why is her amp dark, but her main element is light? That just. Well, amp fields don't work on evoke damage anyway, so it would be kind of moot. It would be, but even then, you would, if you stick her into a dark team, she's gonna. Yeah, it's I guess she just awkward. does. Yeah. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, she should have definitely been like a dark evoker. The whole reason I'm assuming her field is anima is because of the whole Final Fantasy X, you know, lore behind it. But she should have just been like a dark evoker instead of a light evoker, yeah. and then it would have been so mm -hmm. much better. Or it wouldn't help her, but yeah. it helped the team. Yeah. I mean, I guess part of the reason they probably originally didn't do the light amp field is because it already existed on like Bahamut Fina's NVA. But otherwise, they like could have easily made like a Valifor field that was oh I sp I guess you can't evoke Valifor then but I yep. don't know they they could have done better things with the <laughs> design to make it more cohesive there are okay, options so, so riddle riddle me this sensor why didn't you calculate Aaron's damage with crowns yet I did um he's on the future unit tab I just haven't copy pasted him to the old tab because literally oh, every okay. single second of my free time has been spent playing this like new new character stuff okay okay we're gonna talk about that a bit later you didn't give on. him titus stmr though even on over there 
Oh, no, the reason for that, the reason for that is because the by like my own little rules on the spreadsheet, any SLB units do not get something like Tyvis's STMR unless they're built like, for example, Star Player Titus, where they auto cap. Now, after his crowns, Aaron probably does qualify for that exclusion. Um, but I think what I'm going to do is just get rid of that, like, because that rule is like very judgmental. Either you know you do or you don't. I'm just going to give everyone Tyvis STMR, and if they can't gear for it because of a bad killer race, too bad. I said, I said not Tyvis anyway, <laughs> which is like much less of a slot detriment because it's still a very high attack chess piece. And Aaron got a bunch of killers this crown this time around with his crown, so it should be okay. Yeah. And he he got the chain cap increase as well, so he doesn't mm-hmm. need that extra slot for chain cap increase or killers as much as he did before. So I think yeah, he just get rid of that restriction. In eight six times and a hundred for all killers innately, which is pretty nice. I honestly think both of these crowns were amazing. Um, I'm I probably will crown them both at one point. Because I like FF10 enough to crown them. If Gabron's crown came out, I would not have crowned both because they skipped <laughs> Gabron's crown. I'm going to be still salty about that one. I think the the main problem with them is still like the restriction thing. Like Yuna's still hard locked to light magic damage. Auron is wind locked and has to work around SLB with nothing to do on his off turns. So both of those are just just sort of inherently niche regardless of power level but, but when like they it. work when they work they're quite strong yeah yeah no, that's true yeah. uh, i will I, say i that. imagine i imagine oren will see some use on the next trial which should be coming up the reflexia be good there um i will say too that yuna for me and jp has actually seen quite a few uses in dark visions because jp keeps doing these dark visions that are weak to light magic and have really obnoxious anti-restrictions to other options. So like one of them was the upcoming vision world. The Seymour fight is a magic light fight and he has permanent unremovable 90% general mitigation. So you kind of have to use like evokers. I mean that, that one's designed for her, obviously. It is, it is. And there's a few more fights coming up that are similar to that. The one that just came out in JP is another light mage fight that is literally 100% immune to physical attacks, period. So I used Yuna for that one as well. So she, she has like a few uses. Yes. Uh, that, so she has a few uses um, based on JP that are upcoming, but it's still you know, pretty, pretty narrow. We did still skip Ninja Master Hawkeye's EX abilities because we, we were supposed to get those this time around. Well, I mean, they're a bit iffy on timing regardless, especially as his original release was late and his kit was changed and all that jazz, but we'll see. They'll give us Hawkeye's crowns um, when we get the Legend of Mana Vision World, which is only about like nine months overdue at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's coming any day now. Any day now. The Fetch of Crowns is decent, basically. And by now you should by now, especially with all the anniversary stuff, you probably have quite a few saved up and there's been like no sign of needing them for the IAs yet. So maybe use a few. I had apparently I had thirteen before I used mine today. So that's my count. I think, oh. I think last I haven't checked in a while, but I think I had like twenty two because I haven't used any yet. I use quite a bit. I use it on Furion and then I think I use it on something else. But yeah. I've been pretty willy-nilly with it. So let's go for it. 
the only crowns I've ever used, zero on Global, and I have only ever used four crowns on Hawkeye and JP. I have definitely, okay, except for the free crowns. I have been using the free crowns they give us, uh, the free unit locked crowns. Um, yeah, the silver but ones. Yeah, but as far as the gold crowns, just Hawkeye, the only one I've ever crowned on either server. Wait, well, you mentioned using Yuna. Did, um, were they silver crowns or? Uh, I actually never crowned Yuna. I use Yuna because Yuna, Yuna got upgrades just by default, too. Um, she got crowns, which made her better. But the Yuna I use is the baseline, but she for free, just automatically for everyone, she got six times chain cap, 50 more LB damage. I think that was it. Maybe some evoke damage passive. I don't remember. So you just ignore that extra 2K spirit. <laughs> yes. No, that makes her way better. But for the things I mentioned, um, just her. Now, now, mine is EX3 and JP. So, you know, that is, that is something. But, uh, yeah, I, I just use the baseline Yuna and JP. I have not crowned her. That's like, no, so... no spend, always save. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta save those elixirs for the final boss. <laughs> What happens after you beat the game dream? Well, then you can look at your stash and be very pleased with yourself. <laughs> oh, Dream doesn't play enough RPGs. The correct answer was you play New Game Plus. Oh my goodness. I don't like New Game Plus in video games. I don't know why. I just hate replaying <laughs> games like that. Um, the other thing that, I, thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was Sinsar's little new hobby. You want to talk about that, Sinsar, why you did it? Um. Well, Flip Method had the idea of like what well we were just talking like one day about new players and I think I was the one that said I was kind of like dismiss dismissive, you know, me me and Flip are pretty good friends, so I'm, it'll sound rude, but it's just because we, we were very frank with each other. He was talking about like some budget run he was making or something, and I think I said something like this is like pointless a new player doesn't need this. And we got on the whole topic of what is like a new player experience really like these days and we had different viewpoints so we, we kind of kind of came to the conclusion like let's try it so that's how it, that's how it started and so we both made brand new accounts um you know alt accounts or whatever and we're going to be trying uh basically exactly as we said completely free to play new account new player um and see how far we can get my personal goal is to try to get the clash of wills beaten up to and maybe including level 99 before the end of the week um, that may be very optimistic and not not possible, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try it, uh, and we'll see we'll see how far I can get. But it's been it's been pretty fun so far, honestly. Um, it's really enjoyable. I think one thing you should try is how long it'll take to create an account to get rank one. And Clash well, that unfortunately, um, as far as scoring, I think that I mean obviously not like in the first week, but I do think like a free to play newer player can with the right, you know, you pull on the right banners, they could get a rank one clear and very realistically, I'd say within a month, except well, for the, except, except for the EX lock. Yeah. Yeah. That will be basically impossible without spending. And I'm, I'm definitely not going to spend on an alt account. So yeah. that'll probably never happen. Yeah. So like you could probably you could probably take an existing rank one clear and it would still function even with all of the units at like ex one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, yeah, there's just that the big score lock is the problem. Because mm -hmm. like Beach Blaster Olive um, can basically solo cap on her own, but you know at at high end. So like a you know a free to play Olive would need a secondary DPS. But like let's just say for example during the Olive step up, you got Sylvie and Chizuru. 
those three can definitely rank one with like really bad gear, just their own STMRs and some trial rewards, and they they can they can cap it. But you'd have like an EX EX eleven team at best or something. Okay, well that makes sense. I was just curious how long you think it'll take to get rank one in any yeah. of these games, but it, yeah. it, it won't be anytime soon. I think though. I mean, yeah, maybe the challenge. Well, I guess even like you can't even turn on all the mods like. You like you still can't try the fight at max difficulty. Mm, I, 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 I wish you could because on my main account I had a party. Um, it was an EX fifteen party. It rank one using a single DPS using the Leftia's new story gear with the hundred amplify, and I, I was dying to record it. And I was about to record it, and then I thought. It's going to get so many comments saying because you're an EX15 team, you didn't turn on all the mods. It doesn't really count. So I'm like, I'm just not going to bother. But yeah, because because my left my lefty is only EX1, and I had to use the new Olive at EX2. It was an EX15 team. I couldn't turn on the modifiers, but it, it, it damage capped. It damage capped. Yeah. yeah in a test that, run. That's what I was thinking. Like with the new account, maybe if a true rank one isn't possible, like have the goal be to damage cap with all of the defensive mods on, but like. Yeah, you probably can't even get them all on, even ignoring the offensive ones, just with mm. enough EX levels. Yeah, that's the annoying like, part about like EX restrictions. 12 or 13 to turn all of the defensive ones on. I hate the EX restriction. For me right now, I, I didn't rank one cow yet, but for, I think I can do it if I put in the effort. But the yeah. issue is um, my Kaito is only EX2, and that creates a whole, and so is my Chow. And if Kao, Kaito and Chao are both kind of, well, not they're not required, I think, but they're kind of like making the game into easy mode. So Very I want to. Yeah, exactly. But mm. if both, because both of them are stuck in EX2, like my team building is just out of whack right now. Yeah. I Like I'm in a bit of a similar situation where like Chao and Sylvia both EX2 and they're like fairly mandatory slots. So I can't use my Chizuru because she's also EX2. I can only choose two of those three, but I can still run Esther and Sky as my two DPS, and I I will be fine. I just need to get around to actually gearing. <laughs> um, in regards to your new player experience, what was one thing that you learned that was like surprising that older players probably won't probably would have forgotten? Um, something that was surprising that older players have forgotten. It's it's so different from when I was a legit new player in like 2016 or whatever year it was. Um, because so many things have been streamlined and made easier. Um, if you saw like the recent video when I was awakening a unit and I ran out of some rando awakening material, like back in 2016, that meant you were going to like the the dark forest or whatever and grinding ex exploration battles to get that like four percent drop rate for this rare material for like elemental tears to awaken. Now it was go to the special shop and buy a stack of 150 for a thousand gil. It's 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 so streamlined and so easy, and new players will have no idea how much of a big, massive headache that used to be. Uh, so that that's one thing that was like such a huge difference as compared but to also, the past. Like thank thank God for that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It used to be such a such a headache. I mean, I mean, we probably if that hadn't happened, we probably still would have run into it with like having to get all of our walkers to five star to turn them into shards. <laughs> oh, thank God. Like, oh god, oh. I'm out of materials. Speaking of that, I usually on my main account will buy like a stack of five hundred at a time, and I, I 
I actually made two EX3 Wakas for my main account for, for bonus farming, and I ran out of materials on the main. I had to go restock because they used so many. Yeah, that would be rough, even for <laughs> us, if we didn't have that change. Good. With with the upcoming UI update, does is that one thing that becomes easier? Like, turning the like, lower rarity uh, ones to five-star to shard them, or does that not get helped that much not really you still have to awaken three three and four stars up to a minimum mm -hmm. five star to shard them but the whole process as a whole is streamlined a little bit and it's a little bit easier um there's basically less clicking involved uh but it's it's there there's less menus but you the the, the whole problem of not being able to shard a three star still exists still exists and there's no like quick shortcut for awakening them all not really. You gotta um, you gotta go through one by one and awake. Well, it, it's so you would go to the awakening menu. You'd click the unit, and then you would click just awaken twice. It'd be, it'd be just like so. Basically, about four clicks per awakening. So it's it's streamlined, but it, it is still more yeah. steps but to to awaken a, a three star. Each individual awakening is cut down a bit, but you still have to do each individual awakening. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I don't fix everything. <laughs> it's it's more annoying than the, the last two weeks. We had the EX3 Vein, we had the EX3 Awaka, and Ruby Conte. Like, in the last three weeks, that's a lot of yeah, that's a lot. clicking. So, uh, I'm looking forward to this UI update so much. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Next week, yeah. we have to uh, do Seymour as well. Don't forget that. So, Are, are you, though? Are you? Um, how many Seymours do you have? Do you know? I had, like, seven, I think. Oh, you are so lucky. I have, on my main account, literally... One. One copy. I cannot even get this dude's STMR for Yuna without using an STMR Moogle. Because we don't because he's just like Vane. You're gonna get 75 shards at the end. You're not gonna get a prism. You're not gonna get multiple copies. You're gonna get 75 shards. That is it. So I, I am gonna be just out of luck. <laughs> yeah, I I just checked. I also only have one Seymour. Oh, hard life. I I only had like two Rubicants until I pulled a bit on the banner and then I had a dozen. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> God, they were very common. Okay, so I just checked. I do have seven Seymours. One of the two of the Seymours are 100% TMR. Yeah, Seymour NVA is even good. It's, he's not that great. You, you just want the STMR anyways. Uh, a budget magic tank and like an awkward evoker. But yeah, he's nothing that amazing. Yeah, the, the the one big thing he had was he has a preemptive, if I remember correctly, AOE dark resist buff. And you know, classic JP, they 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 create a problem and make the solution. Um one of the one of the dark visions around that time ambushed the whole party with like a two hundred percent dark imperil and then a dark nuke, and then like the options was either the brand new Dark Knight Cecil um to cover your party, uh, or it was Seymour as the budget option. Other than that, you're probably not going to yeah. use him. Preemptive two-turn, 200% dark resist for all allies. It, it's so but, specialized. It's for this yeah, one goofy fight they made, and that is the only thing it's for. Very obvious, like, puzzle pieces fitting together. <laughs> I don't think JP knows subtlety. They really don't. All right. Well, I think that's everything. Pretty much. Just, just yeah, the... the the content, oh. like the event bosses, were mostly pretty free. They Some were nice easy. drops from them. Yeah, yeah, they weren't hard. Yeah, um, just so so, so the listeners can can realize. Um, I've seen a few comments saying 
This event is awesome. It gives you tons of stuff. We're getting the free Yuna. We got a free Neo Vision just for killing the super easy event boss, etc. Um, the reason for that is this was JP's 6.5 anniversary. Uh, so yeah, this is like all of this FF10 stuff that's packaged together because we'll get another couple weeks of it mm-hmm. after this. And that's the reason. Um, that's actually kind of cool the way Global does that. We get their like anniversary, even though it's not really a celebration on our side. Yeah, we, still get, we still get all the rewards from it. Nice that we still get most of the stuff. I'm, I mean, I'm annoyed that like there's a lot of good gear upgrades here between like Khaled Bog, World Champion, Onion Knight. They're all and Yuna's STMR as well. Lots of nice upgrades that are all time limited. Every one of them. <laughs> And and people are gonna be so sad when Sinsar uses it in a video in six months, and they're gonna be like, "I don't have this. What the hell, Sinsar? You whale!" Well, that gear for the most part is not that big a deal. There's alternatives. The really big one that's gonna infuriate people is the Yuna STMR upgrade during Vision World, because that is yeah. like best in slot for every evoker. Yeah, there's definitely no alternatives either. Okay, you know what makes me sad about this whole FF10 thing? Why didn't FF12 get this Vision World treatment? I want FF12 Vision World. What the hell, Gumi? Give me Collects FF12, uh, please. I guess occasionally the developers do have taste. (laughs) Well, fuck you. (laughs) But I do enjoy that we're getting FF units back in FFB, like... It used to be so so many glucks after glucks after glucks, or FFB unit after FFB unit, but now we're getting, you know, FF10, FF12. I think soon we're going to get it. What's the next one, anyways? FF4. Yeah, Cecil. Uh, nine is next. Oh, nine. Nine, then Cecil. Okay. I think so, yeah. Yeah, See? that sounds about right. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Oh, there's still shitty JP units, yes, but there are at least nostalgic shitty JP units. Yeah. I mean, as we've seen this week, some of them are okay, usually if they're premium. Yeah, like the the the, the recent Balthier and Ash were both pretty decent for JP units, too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It Vaughn was a copy-paste, but... <laughs> but, yeah. No, okay, but I think that's all the content for today. Thanks for listening, all. Bye. See, See you later. later.